Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. What makes a successful coach? Last time we talked about successful business practices, but what about the nuts and bolts of your specific craft? Coach Terry has seven items on a list, but I'm sure she'll have much more to present on our 50th show with congratulations all around. Let's begin. All righty, and thank you for that. You are very welcome. So let's get into today's topic, seven things you need as a professional coach in order to be successful. Now, gosh, there's so, <laughs> there's so many places I could start this conversation. And the truth is, is I'm going to give you probably way more than seven. So grab a pen and paper, guys, because this is some important stuff. Being a professional coach is a many layered, very complex thing. I mean, this is not a one size fits all cookie cutter business template. Even the coaching organizations out there that are basically selling um, coaching franchises, and there are actually some uh, very interesting, very intriguing coaching franchises that are going on out there in the world. But even the ones that are were working with uh, that much structure, the reality is, is that when it comes right down to the end of the day, how you run your business, like how you organize yourself and your time and handle your own personal blocks and how you work with the client is going to be many varied. So no matter how much structure they say, oh, session one, do this, session two, do this, so on and so forth. If your client isn't ready for that, or if your client gets particularly stuck around some part of it or some piece of it, to to just press on is not coaching. It's actually really uh, almost a, a borderline ethical violation of really working your agenda, not the client's. So kind of take a look at how you approach all things in your business and recognize that there is no single set right way. There is no right way. Okay. There's multiple right ways. And the right way is always going to be the way that works best for you and best for your client in the moment based on what's happening right then. And it's very likely to change. So how do we get these seven things? So how can these seven things help you? Well, let me take you through them because here's the good news about it is if you just get these things in order, you will be leaps and bounds ahead of so many other coaches out there. So I really hope that you, like I said, get a pen and paper, write this down and put these things into action for yourself. Now these are in no particular order. So the first thing you absolutely have to have as a professional coach is an effective system for handling your email and communication that allows you to follow up on your leads promptly. And in addition to that, it, it has a kind of a back end sort of client management system that really works for how you keep track of your client notes, your session notes, et cetera. Now, this isn't that complicated. There are some fabulous programs out there. Email programs like Gmail and Yahoo and, you know, Lord only Mac mail, Lord only knows how many others. Some people are, are using Entourage. Other people are using Outlook. So you want a good, effective system for handling email and communication. Don't jumble your personal emails with your professional ones, right? That's pretty straightforward. Have a business email and a personal email. Um, 
have some sort of backup system that allows you to transfer large quantities. Gmail is great for that. Um, utilizing a system like Box, that's box.com or Dropbox, dropbox.com, uh, where you can actually upload files and audios and that sort of thing. That's a, usually a good complementary type uh, accessory for your email system. Client records and management, there's Satori, there's Coach's Console, um, Coach Accountable, there's multiple, uh, yeah, Asana, I said, uh, Smartsheet, there's multiple different types of software systems and support structures. And honestly, the I can't say that any one of them is way better than the others because it's so personal. It's so subjective. It's about how you will use them. Do you have an elaborate, fancy uh, onboarding process and an intake system where you give them like a questionnaire plus an assessment plus something else? Well, if you do, then you're going to need to take that into consideration when you design your system. If you don't, then just email, right? Email and some sort of reliable system for tracking your client records and tracking leads as they come in. Could be pen and paper. That would be perfectly okay. As a matter of fact, I, I personally have been a professional full-time coach for over a decade and I largely use pen and paper for my client session notes and that sort of thing. Um, my billing I handle through PayPal, uh, so I don't have a, a you know, I used to, I used to have a really fancy shopping cart system and all that sort of thing. And I just use PayPal now. I mean, make it easy on yourself. Don't make it more complicated than it needs to be, but certainly give a few things a try, settle in on a system, and then be willing to evaluate that system and say six months. See how it goes for six months. If it's really obvious that it's not working before then, then go ahead and make a change. But don't be don't be one of those folks that starts something and then like if it doesn't click immediately, like 10 days into it, you go, oh, this isn't working. I got to do something else. And then again and again and again. Give it some time, but not too much time. Give it, you know, three months, six months, see how it really works. But that's the number one thing, an effective system for handling email and communication that allows you to follow up on all your leads promptly and really makes it so that you can um, have a client management system that really works that you get to use consistently. So the second thing is a workspace environment that supports you being successful a workspace environment that supports you being successful. So if you currently don't have a laptop, your computer isn't working, it's got nothing but hacked software on it, and it, it basically crashes every 20 minutes, and your desk is shoved in a corner of the kitchen right in the traffic flow where you have no privacy, and your chair's too high or too low and uncomfortable, Honestly, how successful do you think you're going to be? Honest. And it doesn't take that much to change it. Sometimes you have to make a sacrifice. Sometimes you have to give up a whole closet and clear it out and make it one of those little micro offices. Those are darling sometimes and super private. Uh, they work really well for some folks. Other times you have to give up a bedroom, give up a section of, of, of your 
you know, garage, convert it, do whatever you have to do, go out and rent space, go to one of those co-working facilities, love those. If you haven't checked one of those out in your community, uh, if you're anywhere near a moderate sized city, the odds are that you could Google co-working space and then the name of your city and you would find co-working space that's available for day rent. And some of them like uh, in Bellingham near where I live, uh, they have one that even has a free work day. So I think it's Wednesdays. Uh, if you show up on Wednesdays, you just get to work there for free. Come on into this great work environment with all these other entrepreneurs. You get a table and you get their Wi-Fi, and um, you know, boom, there you go. So figure out your ideal environmental workspace. Because what's really important about this uh, is that you're able to set aside and defend and protect the time that you need to be effective and that you need to work effectively. Well, it's really hard to get motivated about uh, some really difficult, awkward desk situation. It's like, oh, I'll just do it later. Or I'll do it here from the couch in front of the TV. Uh-oh, what happened? There goes three hours, right? So a supportive environment that really brings out the best of you and supports you being successful. That's absolutely essential. Number three is that you have a trusted and diverse network of colleagues who trust you and in return you trust them. So if you don't have this, this is actually something for you to go get deliberately, consciously, uh, with, with much forethought, build your network of colleagues for two reasons. The first is, is that you need to keep connected to your industry. You need to keep with your finger on the pulse, what's happening in the coaching industry on a whole, and one of the best ways of doing that is by staying connected to a trusted group of colleagues. And these folks, they can be local. They can be around the world. It's in this day and age, it is super easy to get connected. So how? One, join a local chapter, a coaching group, the IAC, the ICF chapters, find a local coaching group. And if there isn't one, start one. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll put this out on the table. If you want to start one, if you're ready to step into leadership that way, you email me personally and I will tell you exactly how to do it and help you get it started. That's how passionate I am about you having that opportunity. So you can send it to me um, at terry at impactcoachingacademy.com. Terry, T-E-R-R-I, T-E-R-R-I at impactcoachingacademy.com. So if you're interested in joining or starting a coaching group, that's local to you, then by all means, get busy doing that or join one that already exists. Plus there's numerous Yahoo groups, Facebook groups that are coaches. Um, there's virtual chapters for just about every coaching organization, plus your coaching school and training organizations. Uh, reach out, get to know some people actually have a few exploratory interviews, connect with a few coaches you find who are doing interesting work in various areas write them an email and then ask them, I'd love to just have a quick chat with you. Just get to know you a little bit better. I'd love to add you to my network of referrals, my network of colleagues. Can we do that? This is essential 
This is critical because one of the most professional things you're ever going to do as a coach is refer a client away from you. I know that seems counterintuitive. I mean, we spend a lot of time trying to attract business, trying to bring clients to our door. But the truth is, is that one of the hallmarks of your professionalism is going to be the day when you say, you know what, I'm actually not the best coach for you. And I'd like to make sure that you get well taken care of. So please let me refer you to my colleague so-and-so. It's one of the most powerful things you can do as a coach. The next one is a positive attitude, not only about coaching, right? That what that means is you must believe that coaching works. You must believe that coaching works. So a positive attitude about coaching, a positive attitude about yourself being able to be an entrepreneur right? Can you be a business owner? Do you have a positive attitude about you being a business owner? But also a positive attitude about you living a lifestyle that is going to constantly challenge your own development. So a positive attitude about coaching, a positive attitude about being an entrepreneur, and a positive solid relationship and an attitude about being in a career profession that is going to keep you on your toes. So if you doubt any of that, if you're like, man, I totally believe in coaching, but there's just no way in the world I could be a good business owner. I mean, business is hard and it's scary and it sucks and I'm terrible at it. And if that's what you're thinking, guess how that's going to thwart your process, how it's going to stagger your progress. It's going to be pretty significant. Same thing can be said if you think, oh, I totally think coaching works. Oh my gosh, I absolutely believe I can be a business owner. I've been a great business owner in the past. I got this. This is no problem. But behind it is a thought running that says, you know, but I really have got my own stuff to work out. And uh, I'm just hopeless about that. I just, you know, I just don't, I'm not willing. I'm not willing right now to just make any improvements on myself. I'm tired or whatever, right? whatever your story is. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no judgment around that whatsoever, except that you have to recognize how that's going to influence your journey, how it's going to influence your results. So if your attitude isn't checking out sort of on all thrusters, so to speak, and by the way, this is the fourth of our seven. If your attitude isn't checking out on all three fronts, on all thrusters are burning, that's the sign for you to get coached. Take that as a priority to one of your trusted colleagues or to a coach that you employ. You know, there's a, we talked about this on a previous show. Uh, there's a phrase, you know, in coaching that every coach should have a coach. That's really how we stay in integrity with what we do. And I believe that. But here's the thing is, you don't have to have a coach every day for the rest of your life. You'll have coaches for different periods of your life, just like clients have coaches for different periods of their lives. And there'll be times in between where you don't. And just because you have a coach doesn't mean that you're shelling out the big bucks. Should you hire a coach at full rate? Yes, you absolutely should, at least for a while. But the truth is, is if you're well connected and you have a growing network of friends, you can usually get laser coaching, buddy coaching relationships that are quite effective for most of the everyday type coaching situations and really save investing 
when it's time for you to sort of step into a more formal, more structured coaching relationship around something that really seems particularly stuck or has a high, high, high priority to you. But just because we say you should have a coach doesn't mean that you should have one every day for the rest of your life paying top dollar. Now, if you did, that would be great, but it doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean that you're stuck in, oh, I could never do that, right? From where you are now, that may seem like an impossibility. From where you are now, that may seem like, sure, no problem. The point is, is don't let your perspective, don't let your situation stop you or get in the way of you getting the help and support that you need. There are great programs. Uh, for example, the, the IAC, the International Association of Coaching, has a program called PATH, P-A-T-H, PATH, like down the path where you can be put into a triad and not only work on your coaching skill, but get coaching while you're at it. And it's completely free. So there's all sorts of ways for you to get connected. Um, if you in fact find that your attitude is, or your belief system is being really, really challenged around the coaching, around the business ownership, or around your own willingness and ability to grow, change, and evolve. So the next piece here is number five. Number five is having smart goals relating to your business for the next three to 12 to 24 months. Smart goals, S-M-A-R-T. It's an acronym and we're going to tell you what it means and why it's important to have these when we come back. We'll be right back. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy, offering life coach training and certification in over 20 specialty categories, life, business, couples, health and wellness, and more. Courses can be completed as self-paced study, live teleclasses, or in-person intensives. Just like our radio program, Impact Coaching Academy is by coaches, for coaches. Sign up now for your free membership and receive over 30 hours of training and programming worth thousands of dollars, yours to listen to and enjoy absolutely free. Then set your own path for growth with courses that are starting soon. Check the calendar to see the current offerings. Impact Coaching Academy. Be a part of the impact at impactcoachingacademy.com. Smart Goals. S-M-A-R-T, that is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timed. That you have those goals set out for your business for the next three to 12 months. And that part of that process is that you're regularly inviting people to participate in your business and that you're taking sustained attraction-based action related to your business. So you're in a regular invitation mode, you're in regular attraction mode towards those SMART goals. Those are some key, key pieces. And this is the next piece to this. So this would be number six. Number six is, is that you always, always, have something to invite people to always. So pick something, pick a workshop, pick a lecture, pick a lunch and learn, pick a blog, pick 
a teleclass, a teleseries. Pick something and then stick with it. Plan on offering it regularly for at least a year, maybe two. So if it's a, a thing you do once a week at the library, if it's, if it's a teleclass you offer once every two weeks, if it's a half day workshop you offer every month, that's fine. Any of those is fine. If it's a column you write for the newspaper, if it's a podcast that you do, anything, make sure you have something going so that when you meet someone, when you greet someone and you talk about what it is you're up to, you can easily say to them, hey, I've got this teleclass coming up. Maybe you'd like to check it out. Or, hey, maybe you should pop on over and listen to my podcast. Or maybe you should, you know, sign up for my newsletter and, and get my monthly uh, challenge tips. Something. Have something ready at all times, consistent that you offer so that you can invite people to it. And that really supports what the last one was, right? Number five, which was having those smart goals related to your business and inviting people to participate in your business. Well, this is part of the follow-up is number six here is you have to have something to invite them to. Don't think for one second that the way you're going to grow your business is purely on simply running out and just, you know, enrolling one-on-one -on -one recruits into your, into your uh, marketing funnel. That may work for a limited amount of success. And certainly there's nothing wrong if that's what you're doing right now and you're getting good results with it. But if you really want to take it to the next level, you want to have a good sustainable business that doesn't require as much of your effort and time in recruiting uh, or in business attraction, having the right offerings, things other than your one-on-one -on -one coaching um, are a pretty important part of that. And it doesn't have to be particularly complex. Uh, there was a colleague of mine who held a teleclass every single week for two years. And it was something about fitness and nutrition. And right now, I don't remember the exact titles, but here's what was funny about it. So he found maybe half a dozen places to advertise his teleclass. Most of them were free, but a couple of them he had to pay a low fee for. And the introductory teleclass, which was an hour, was free. And then the upsell was to go into a three-part teleclass series, which was, I think, like $39 or $49. And so he held the introductory teleclass every single week for two years, stayed consistent in his marketing and his advertising, and managed to fill up, after, after a period of time, managed to fill up his groups regularly, consistently. Not only with repeat business, but with referrals, as well as additional people who were attracted through his advertising revenue uh, streams or his advertising streams. Well, then he kind of got an idea and he said, I wonder what would happen is it, if I change the name of the class. So he started a second class, same class, by the way, with a different name. So it'd be sort of like if you called it 10 Health Secrets for, you know, baby boomers. And the next time it was 10 health secrets for women, but it's the same actual content, just ever so slightly tweaked in the language. What he discovered was, is he could have two concurrently running lines, both doing great work, not even competing with each other. And he wound up actually building those. That was the foundation he wound up building almost a $200,000 a year coaching practice on 
was just experimenting with the consistent redelivery of that content every single week for a couple of years straight, leveraging it into people who were working in his his three-part series, leveraging his three-part series folks into one-on-one personal coaching clients, into mastermind groups, et cetera, et cetera. Before you know it, a couple of years down the road, he's almost around the $200,000 mark. And it's just, it's, it's the essence of what makes this business so great is that you can build your model to your level of success. All it takes is some creativity and consistency. That's all it takes, creativity and consistency. Because there are a lot of systems and, you know, pay this guru, pay that guru, where they're going to show you how to attract all the clients you ever wanted, so on and so on and so forth. I guarantee you that the essence of every one of those offerings that you might be tempted to go and take, and by the way, some of them are fabulous, but the the essence of them is this. Pick something, get started, watch your feedback, tweak accordingly, stay consistent. That's it. Like, that's it. So make sure that you're prepared to do that right away, right from the get-go. Pick something, make sure you always have something you're offering. All right, number seven. Make sure that you have an onboarding and a release or offboarding process with your clients. A way that you bring them into your practice that allows them to know all of your policies, your procedures, allows them to have a clear understanding of expectations. By the way, this is all in alignment with your uh, ICF or IAC code of ethics. Something that really allows them to know prices, roles, responsibilities, what will be expected of them specifically. Um, the quirks of working with you, how you operate, how, what your boundaries are, um, some insights into some of the common practices and habits of coaching, things like there will be homework. I may need to interrupt you sometimes and stop your story. I'm going to ask you questions that often will make you a little uncomfortable, but believe me, you're safe. I mean, you have a process that communicates all this to them. It could be as simple as putting all this information into your welcome packet, or it could be as complex as you having an entire session that talks about what it's like to work with you as one of your first sessions. That's workable as well. But the same thing is true for your releasing or your termination process. When you offboard a client, have a process for when the relationship ends, how do I handle it? Now you may be thinking, especially if you're a newer coach, you know, good Lord, I I don't even have anybody on board yet. Don't make me think about that. But the truth is, is that if we're doing our job, we're going to be terminated. The whole purpose of our coaching relationship is to be able to empower people to have the skills and rely on the skills that they have within them to be successful out in the world. We want them to sort of graduate away from us, so to speak. So this is a normal part of our process is to want people to get to the point where they can end the coaching relationship in a powerful way. Now, it doesn't always end that way. Sometimes we terminate clients. Sometimes clients terminate us. They run into financial trouble or they're disillusioned or they're unhappy with the process or you or they're scared and they've hit a a point where their willingness is dried up to be challenged any further. Any number of reasons are perfectly normal reasons for a coaching relationship to terminate. But if you have a process 
it allows you to get out of your reaction about it. It allows you to get out of your head about it and just default to the system. So if somebody says, you know what, I just think you're horrible as a coach. I'm just not enjoying, you know, this coaching and you just push me too hard. You want too much from me. Um, you know, I quit. I, I'm not going to do this anymore. Instead of getting into like, well, hey, uh, uh, and getting flustered, if you know you have a process and you're, and you know what your process is, you can go, very sorry you feel that way. It was certainly not my intention. If you want to talk about this more, we certainly can because that's uh, that's obviously a miscommunication somewhere along the line. That's not what coaching is. That's not what I do as a coach. But if you're if you're you know set against it, let me send you my exit interview packet. If it's just a few short questions that allows you to be prepared for what comes next, uh, as far as continuing your goals without having a coach by your side. Also, if you don't mind giving it, it allows a space for your feedback about my process as a coach. And if you'd like to make any referrals, there's a space there for referrals, certainly not required. Like you can just kind of get into your rhythm. You know what I mean? So think about it. How do you want to bring people on into your, to your organization? How do you want to release them from your organization? Have a clear system for both. And now here's the bonus one, the eighth secret. Get clear on how being a professional coach and being a successful business owner aligns with your higher purpose. So earlier I talked about attitude. This is deeper. This is the eighth sort of the bonus thing that if you had this, this would really just kind of tip you over the top. If you are absolutely clear how being a coach, how being a professional business owner is part of the legacy you want to leave, aligns with your values, aligns with your spiritual calling, aligns with your creative self-expression, aligns with what you really truly believe is your gift, your calling in the world, you will be almost unstoppable. So quick recap, effective system for handling email and communication, that really allows you to follow up on leads and allows you to have a client management system that works, have a workspace environment that supports you in being successful, have a trusted and diverse network of colleagues, have a great attitude about coaching, about being in business, about business and about your own willingness to be in a profession that keeps you on your toes on the edge of your comfort zone. Have smart goals relating to your business for the next 12, 3, 12, 24 months, uh, regularly inviting people into your business, taking sustained action. Number six is always have something to invite people to. Number seven is have a solid onboarding and release process for your clients. And bonus number eight is have clarity around how being a professional coach and how being a professional business owner aligns with your core values, your, uh, really your life's purpose. If you have those things in place, think about it just for a second. If you had every one of those in place, what would be the possible transformation to your business and your life right now? And as a byproduct, what might be the transformation in the lives of the people that you'll work with and interact with? The ripple effect, the impact of your coaching being felt out through relationship after relationship after relationship. So 
huge things for you to consider and certainly all attainable. Each one of these can simply be handled, right? There's none of these require a ton of money. There's none of these that require uh, oodles and oodles and oodles of time other than the consistency piece of your offerings. And there's none of this requires a certain special specific type of expertise that is going to send you off to, you know, training for six months. You want a trusted network of colleagues? Go get one. Just go make it happen. You want to get smart goals? You're not clear about how to make smart goals for your business? Easy. Go and get a consult with a SCORE representative, with uh, Senior Corps of Retired Executives. Those are often free. Most communities have uh, business support for entrepreneurs. It's free or very, very low cost. Go get a consult. Do some reading on SMART goals. Start playing with it and seeing what you can manifest. That's what I mean by accessible. Each and every one of these eight things is reasonably accessible. You're having some trouble with your attitude around business? Go get coached. It's not hard to go get coached. It's not hard to go find yourself a coach and, and take care of that. You might have to work with somebody two, three, four months on it, tops, before you started to see some real movement. So all of these are very accessible. And I hope that you actually do access each one of them. I hope that that really becomes part of how you approach your business. So with that, we're going to wrap up for today. And I hope that we've given you some food for thought and that you're going to take these to heart and see what happens in your business. Thank you for joining us today. There's more exciting conversation by coaches for coaches one week from today with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials, then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at coachingimpactradio.com. Join us next week, same time and place, as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone.